0: Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith.
1: It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind.
0: It now. made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. Here we go. We are back doing Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 62. Uh, it is Sunday January the sixteenth, we just watched the Canucks get their first win of this road trip against the Capitals. Um, we got a couple th- small things we'll talk about, but first off, the big news is is the road trip. So,
1: yeah. So again, the first three games were not uh, amazing for the Canucks uh, in that they lost the first three, but they did play quite difficult opponents. Um, I personally thought that those first two games the Florida and Tampa games the Canucks actually played quite well but it was clear that they were playing a better team and when that better team needed to score goals they could and so it wasn't you know necessarily a poor effort by the Canucks but it wasn't great and they they lost probably like they should have and then that Carolina game to me was the most kind of disappointing in that I thought the Canucks didn't really put in that great of an effort probably the first game under Bruce Boudreaux where I thought you know they don't look great and then tonight they bounced back and it was nice to see because they did get scored on early the power play goal and then they can kind of clawed back and took the lead they gave up uh, a couple power play goals in this game but they kind of let Washington back into the game Um, but then they sealed the deal scored the empty net goal and so they get the win so now they're one and three on this road trip but nine three and one under boudreaux so in general still positive that division is still awful so there's the opportunity is there for the canucks uh yeah so you know not a not a great week for the canucks but if they can win in nashville and they end up going two and three on this road trip i think i'll I'll take that so
0: yeah me too i was saying earlier that my highest hopes for them were washington and nashville on this road trip um i agreed that they looked, as a team, kind of slow slowish or slowest um, against Carolina. And then I thought they played good, the two Florida teams. Um, but in those first two games, even, I guess, the Carolina game, I thought Demko doesn't, wasn't yeah. quite looking like Demco And I, I think I'd attribute that to, like, all the time off yeah. and having to get back into games yeah. to get, get back into his uh, – into his ways and I thought he played really good today against yeah, Washington So,
1: which kind of goes with that right because he did play the back to back and yeah. I think this was the best he's looked since as you said the break kind of
0: yeah, and, and so that was a question we had going into today because Halak went into COVID protocol, yeah. so it was like, are they going to play Demco back-to-back? Yep. Or are they going to give Spencer Martin a game who's been playing, I guess, decent in the A? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm not surprised they went with Demco. Why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, I, I think that, again, they were saying this on the broadcast yesterday, but this really is the Canucks' season. They need to get points right now, and if they want to stay in this hunt for the playoffs, which, to to their credit they've crawled again crawled back into that conversation um i think for me the big thing today too was seeing petterson score the two goals because as we all know he's really been struggling and it was nice to see like that first goal especially for me was nice to see because he did you know he picked his corner he made his movie change his angle and he scored which uh, earlier this season we were seeing maybe part of that and then obviously didn't finish um, but I'm hoping that this can be the start of something, and I know we were talking earlier about how he had the slow start to the year last year before he got hurt, and then he did pick it back up, so maybe we'll see a bit of a pickup here in Patterson's play. I'll be positive. But mm.
0: Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Can only hope so.
1: Can only hope so.
0: So yeah, that was good, and uh, like you say, Nashville's on Tuesday, and then they'll be finally done this big road trip where they're playing like five of the top six teams in the league, so... Yep. Um, to get through with two wins at the end will be nice if they can pull it off. Yeah, um, and they
1: get to play Florida and St. Louis. <laughs> and then they get to play Florida and St. Louis, yes. But, you know, again, this is a really tough stretch for the Canucks, and I think I saw somewhere that in terms of, like, predicting the kind of rest of the season, the Canucks had, like, one of the harder schedules left. So they are – they're in tough, but so far so good, so –
0: well, yeah, we'll just keep banging that drum and hope they keep pulling off some wins here and there. Yeah. Lots of wins with Boudreaux, at least. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then since then, since last time we talked, there's been a little bit of league news. Like, we can start with the Evander Kane news. It ties to Vancouver. He's yeah. a Vancouver native. Um, doesn't sound like he's going to come to Vancouver, no. and I don't think they would want to the way that they've been trying to address the problems yeah. within <laughs> their organization and their room. So, um, I mean, it sounds like Edmonton
1: sounds like Edmonton but well, there could
0: be dark horse teams yeah. I'm sure of it yeah um I
1: yeah I mean if I was Edmonton I'd be kind of weary of the situation given the fact that I don't think Edmonton's room is that great I think if he was gonna go to a team like Tampa or even Boston like somewhere where they have kind of a culture like a, a stricter culture but also like a winning culture it would probably be easier to bring him in um I think you might be adding just fuel to the fire by bringing Kane to Edmonton. Obviously, he is talented. He can score. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But, I mean, putting him on a line with McDavid or Dry Saddle, like, I understand from a purely hockey standpoint why that would be, you know, intriguing for uh, Ken Holland. But I don't know. I, I don't think it's the right move for that organization.
0: It seems like a very short-sighted move yeah. based on, you know, not having enough cap and also not having to give any assets up to get rid of or to acquire him. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure they don't have their second, third, or fourth round picks for this year. Is that true? I'm pretty well, sure with the Duncan Keith yeah. trade and then there was two others where they went out and... Um, Picked
1: up stuff. Yeah. And they already said they won't trade their first, which I don't know. Maybe they will. They're just saying that, but... Like, I don't know what you do to show to McDavid and Trisettle that you want to compete. Um, and I guess that's what they think you should do. But as you said, it's kind of like no creativity. It's like, okay, we need something. This is something. And we don't have to give anything up to get
0: it. So Yeah. And I mean, from observers from like a rival team like we are, um, I think you'd probably agree that like their goaltending, their defense needs addressing much more than their forward yeah, course. So yeah. it's kind of a weird one. But like you say, I guess when it's a free asset that you can bring in. I guess you try to do it, and maybe they have a plan to like tra- trade Cassian or somebody, and work it that way, or maybe there's it's a no plan plan, you know? Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, so I I would agree. I think it's gonna be Edmonton. They obviously took the time to investigate the reports over whether he did travel to Vancouver um, when he was positive with COVID. Um, so that's why he hasn't signed because it sounded like he was gonna sign right away and. It's funny because when the news broke about Cassie, uh, Cassian, about Kane, I was like, okay, is someone going to take another chance on him? Maybe, but maybe it's going to be like either right before the trade deadline or like next summer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be like five or six teams like right away being like, we want Kane. Yeah, <laughs> That's the part that surprised me, but maybe it's, yeah.
0: I mean, he did, he did well in the AHL when he was down there
1: he did well last season, too, in San Jose, even though everyone hated him, evidently.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that it's a bit of a delay this time, too, because um, I understand they wouldn't want to go through, like, the appeal, and then he'd be on two contracts at the same time, but it's not the first time. You might remember Jake Dodgson got uh, terminated from Tampa from being out of shape, and then they appealed it, and he signed with Anaheim right away, and he won the appeal, so he kind of had both those contracts. Right, yeah. But uh, I guess they just want to avoid doing that again.
1: That makes sense. And, I mean, like Kane well, is also making like seven plus, yeah, a year, so it's a little bit more money too, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, interesting case. Probably the most fascinating and like not a good way. <laughs> yeah. story that's happened in the NHL for a while here. But.
0: Yeah, it is one of the biggest talking points, though yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, we had, uh, I mean, I'll bring up my Philly news. And, yeah. like I've been speculating, like, Philly's doing terrible. Yeah. So Giroux in the last year of his deal. They moved on from Voracek in the offseason, and uh, you know there's a call to move on from the giroux Voracek era of yeah. things. Um, I feel like wherever they do trade him to, which I think would be smart to trade him and give him a run, yeah. um, he'll go back in the offseason. Sure. Um, I, I, like I said to you earlier, my pick is Minnesota. I haven't read or heard anything about that. Yeah but I would love to see it to shore up their center depth, and I think they're an exciting enough team that that could be the type of addition that would make them you know, a legit contender yeah. for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, do you have any teams that you come to mind that you're like, well, if they could add one more centerman, this might put them over the top?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, the thing, the interesting thing in the NHL right now in general is that in the West, I feel like everything is really wide open. There's like two or three really good teams is in the East, I think the playoff picture is almost solidified, right? Those are the teams that are going to make it, and unless someone really collapses, it's pretty well set. So, I would guess West, too, based off of again, (laughs) like partially because of where Philly plays, they're probably not going to want to give them to a rival or, you know, someone that they're going to have to see a few times a year. But, who would I see needing another centre? I mean,
0: I can see Anaheim dark horsing it it's just because they sure. got assets and they're doing better than expected. than
1: expected. They haven't been playing great of late though. So I feel, I was going to say maybe LA depending on where they're at. I know they have a ton of forwards, but mm. being a kind of veteran guy to play with Kopitar and those guys. But I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, st- I'll say, I'll agree with you and say Minnesota, Nashville, but Nashville has quite a few centers that are kind of in that same yeah. range. Um, i always go to dallas because they just need scoring but again yeah. they're kind of right in that bubble as well so i think we need to wait a bit and see kind of who in the west is gonna kind of solidify themselves as a playoff team
0: what about a calgary maybe
1: calgary i could see because it
0: seems like monaghan's playing fourth line center each. they've got like lindholm as their number yeah. one guy yeah and then in between
1: yeah sure i could see calgary the other thing I was going to say is you don't think in the offseason he's going to do what they've always rumored and go to Ottawa?
0: No. <laughs> okay. No, I feel like he's just a proud Philly guy, and okay. he's moved so far up, like all the yeah. stat record yeah. things or whatever, that I feel like he would just go back.
1: To Philly, yeah. That's my I gut. I mean, he feels, to me, he's, he's a flyer, right? It's kind of hard to picture him playing somewhere else. Yeah. Um, do you think they'll make any other moves?
0: Uh, if they keep tumbling, I'm I'm betting they would trade Ristolainen okay, and try yeah. to bring something back for what they gave up to get him. Yeah. And then i mean off the top of my head, I don't know the contract situation, but Ristolainen I believe is on the last year of his deal. Yeah. So that would make a lot of sense. Other than that, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent certain. Maybe Martin Jones.
1: Yeah. For a team for, who needs a
0: little depth in the run.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it's been a very interesting year because again, I feel like more than ever in the nhl there's just a group of teams that are super good and then really bad and then there's only a few teams that are kind of in this category yeah and they're really in the category because of where they play (laughs) so it's just it's been an interesting year um yeah
0: and then i mean the only other thing that i can think of off the top of my head is they came out with the all-star game participants and then the weird last men in vote thing that's happening and uh yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can quickly talk Canucks and say, like, you know, Hughes probably did get a bit of a snub. They only yeah. have one defense named from the Pacific division. It's Pietrangelo. It's yeah. not surprising. No. Um, but yeah, like we were talking about earlier, I, it just seems more and more like they need to scrap the one one per team thing needs yeah. to go because then you're not really having a true all star game. And, and you have, like, Jordan Eberle and yeah. Adrian Kempe who are having okay years, mm-hmm. but there's far better forwards yeah. and players overall in that division that could be there.
1: Yeah, I do really think it's interesting if certain players just went to the NHL and said flat out, like, we don't want to play because, like, as I said to you, like, Crosby is not even the last man in yeah. for Pittsburgh, and, like, yeah, like, Marchand in Boston, who's had a really good year offensively, he's not either option for them, and I just think there's a lot of weird cases, like, obviously, the Kadri thing. Um, But that makes a little bit of sense to me because they only had the two avalanche players going and McKinnon and McCarr had to be there. But as you said, if they just got rid of the one player per team thing, you could have the three abs there, which Mm -hmm. is probably what needs to be. You could have three Panthers there in Huberto, Barkov, and Ekblad. You know, it would just free up a lot more. And also, if you're someone who's paying to go to the All-Star game, which is most likely going to be someone who has kids because really the all-star game is for kids. Yeah. They don't want to see Adrian campaign. No offense to him. They want to see those star players and what's the point in limiting them. I mean, again with the Canucks, I think Demko was like the obvious pick for the team overall. Yep. I think JT Miller makes a lot of sense as the last man in, but I, I think that Hughes should have been in there somewhere as well, just based off of his year he's had. Um, the defenseman thing in the NHL, <laughs> I'll just go on a little bit of a tangent with this. Like, like, Cale McCart is having an absolutely unreal season. Like, I don't remember the last time we saw a defenseman that's had this this good of a year. I think
0: he could... Probably Mike Green.
1: Yeah, Mike Green, but better defensively kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because in Colorado, you wonder, like, if he would get any votes for the heart which might take away from McKinnon's, even though I don't know how much McKinnon's in that, but just something I was thinking about. But obviously, offensively, there's a number of players. Like, Yossi's having unreal year. He scored, like, his 13th last night or something, which is pretty crazy for a defenseman. Yeah. And then, obviously, like, Fox in New York is piling up points. Carlson's been good. Like, there's a lot of offensively-minded defensemen, but I do think that Quinn Hughes has had a good year. Um, and... He's top 10 in defenseman scoring, but I think more importantly for a Canucks fan perspective, he's really kind of shored up his defensive game. Yeah. And I just want to give him some recognition because I don't think, like, he's not going to get votes for the Norse. Eckblatt's the other player I was thinking that's been, like, super dominant as a defenseman this year, but obviously Hedman is every year. But I just think Hughes needs a little bit of a prop for, for having a good year.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. So I guess that's coming up. We'll be able to talk about the last minute when that happens. Yes. Um, other than that, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot. We watched the Canucks play four games. Yep. And uh, yeah. you got anything else you can think of off the top of your head? Any players that we, w- we want to speculate on or anything like that?
1: <laughs> you want to do a little bit of defenseman guessing? Oh, sure, yeah.
0: Okay. We're talking so about the big three or so far. The big
1: three so far. So we have John Klingberg in Dallas, Jacob Checker in, uh, in Phoenix or Arizona, and uh, Mark Giordano right uh, Seattle, and so two of them would be rentals, um, or potentially, I guess you could sign them long, longer term if you acquired them, like Klingberg, probably. Yeah, uh, but Chickering has quite a nice um cap it at like 4.2 or something, like it's pretty nice mm-hmm. for four more years or something. Yeah, like three or four more years,
0: on. four and a half ish. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good.
1: So I feel like the return for him would be obviously the highest. Yeah. Just based on those two things. And if Arizona is gonna move him, like what would be the point of moving him unless you're gonna get back something substantial? Um but I think that they're gonna be their their asking point is gonna be quite high, right? And you think about teams that need help on the blue line, I know like he hasn't been as good offensively this year as he was last year, but he can be an offensive guy. I'm not super sold on his defensive abilities, but it might just be because he plays in Arizona. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I know like Edmonton had been rumored about him too for obvious reasons. But I just don't feel like he's completely the guy that they would want to go after. I'd be interested to see if maybe Toronto, and this is like a Canadian bias thing, but to me, he might be a player that would fit. He could kind of take some of that offensive like responsibility from Riley, and then help out on that D core as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and four million, I think they could probably find a way to move money around, but who knows? Um, in terms of other teams looking for kind of that more spark of the on the offensive blue line, you know maybe uh, Anaheim. I could see making a push for him. I know they have Lindholm themselves who might get flipped. Right. But maybe something there, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's most reported that, like, St. Louis, Anaheim, yeah. and L.A. are the teams that are most speculated. Yeah. Um, For me, my two that I instantly thought of are both East. Yeah. Um, And the way Pittsburgh's been playing this yeah. year, I could see Pittsburgh making a move. Yeah. Just because I think they're surprising even themselves with yeah. how well they're doing. Yeah. And, um, and then Toronto was the dark horse pick, yeah. I was going to say. I can see them, because of the cap hit, I can see them making that work. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll, you know, run the tapes back and see where this yeah, ends up. Yeah, for um, sure. I just read when we were uh, watching the game that Dallas is stepping up their efforts to move Klingberg. Okay. So, again, similar to what I was thinking with Chicharron, I would kind of see him, like, why would they want to play him all the time? No. Um, so I could see him going to the East, and, you know, I'm not too sure, because he's going to command big money, right? Yeah. So that one I find is a lot tougher to try and predict. Um, A team that could do it just to try and stabilize their back end and has some offensive prospects. I could see maybe Ottawa.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though he's getting older, they still do need some good defense. They're really lacking and it sounds like um, Branson might not become the defense they thought he was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, I don't know, like I would throw Boston out there, but I don't think they have the money.
1: No. I mean, it was funny cause I actually thought of Pittsburgh with Klingberg for some reason. Right. Um, that was like my first guess, but I do think that I see him not signing with whoever he's traded to this year. I think maybe he goes on a team to a team, like a contending team this year. And then he's going to sign with more of an up and coming team, like an Ottawa or a, maybe even like a Detroit, mm-hmm. someone that has cap in the off season. Um, but I'll say Pittsburgh. I, I like the idea of Boston as well. Um, with Klingberg but I'm not again not 100% sure of that one.
0: yeah and like you bring up a good point that he, he what's his cap here? like 4.6 or something like either, it's not yeah. bad and it's just till the end of the year so he could go to a team who's hard up like even a Toronto yeah and then pick and choose in the offseason who he wants to sign with for like the six to eight years he's gonna get yeah and and you bring up a good point Detroit I could see being willing to back up the truck to add him yeah um to a you know, surprisingly improved yeah. defense core yeah. with Hironik and Sider and Letty yeah. and all yeah. that. It's not a bad one. And then Giordano.
1: Gio. So I'm going Team Chaos on this one, okay. and I don't know how they do it, but I just want to see him play for Edmonton. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, I was gonna say Calgary, Yeah. But that's I can mainly because I've, I've read that quite yeah. a bit. Um. But yeah, I mean, Giordano is a wild card because he's getting up there, so I don't know. I think he's gonna be quite cheap compared to the other two that we've talked about in terms of getting them at the deadline yeah. um, i
1: mean i could also see like a boston to be honest going after someone like giordano
0: yeah um, and i mean you never know one of the one of the four teams could yeah, step up and yeah. bring him in
1: i was actually gonna bring up tampa with one of the other defensemen because i do feel like they're gonna do something sneaky like they always, like do. They always do so we'll see maybe a tampa maybe florida yeah um i think in terms of teams the Canucks have just played, I feel like Carolina's pretty set on their defense, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting with the defensemen because they seem to be the big names out there for the trade deadline. I mean, Tomas Hurdle, whatever happens with him in San Jose would be kind of the the offensive um, frontline person, but I think because they're getting out of that Kane contract, if they do, then maybe they'll circle back to Hurdle and see if they... Yeah. and give them some money but mm-hmm. we'll
0: see we will see uh, time will tell yeah and the next time we do this the canucks will have played nashville and probably a couple other home <laughs> games maybe depending on <laughs> if they let people into the building and yeah. don't postpone the games so yeah. um we'll have some more hockey to talk about next time and hopefully some more hockey news and more speculation we could throw out there and uh maybe we'll have some judgment on our predictions from today by then even
1: that will be sweet
0: So, all right, here we go. It's been Laura and Keith doing Hockey Talk on the Rock. This is episode number 62.